I'm Charlotte. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey. Preaching. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel like really awkward. Oh. <laughs> Do a good pose, preachy pose. Okay. So first I just want to open up a prayer and then we'll just get into it. Okay. Father God, Lord, let it be your words and not my own. Thank you, Jesus, that you've come today and your spirit is here and that you love every single person in this room so dearly, Lord. And I just pray that you just reveal to them deeply in their spirit the the things that you know, Father God, how much they're loved, whatever you want to reveal out of your word today, Father God. But I pray that no one walks out the same. Your spirit is bold. We just love you and we thank you so much, God. I thank you for this opportunity and I just pray that you can move in Jesus' name. Clean hands, pure heart, good grace, good God. Okay, so I'm just going to get straight into the word because it's so good and also because I'm like a bit weird with beginnings. I just didn't really know where to go with that. So here we go. Okay, so Matthew 5 um, says, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, the lamp is placed on a stand where it can give light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So I really feel like he's shown me my spirit. Then when we break it down, that, so the, the, sp- uh, the salt is our God flavor. <clears throat> So actually, and even our best attempts to do something good, it's actually not going to, it says it's not going to hold worth. I mean, it's good to be a good person, but it's actually not where the worth is. So why is being a good person not enough? And I really feel it's because the world's good doesn't line up with Jesus's good. Well, not always. So this doesn't make sense to us in the world, but Jesus says that if somebody steals from you, that instead you should go, not ask for it back, but then go and give them something on top of it. Jesus' love says that you should love your enemies, his truth. Jesus' truth says to do good to people who hate you. And this doesn't make sense in the world. This isn't what the world teaches us. Um, Jesus' truth also says to forgive regardless of if somebody's even sorry. Um, And if you're broke, go and give, and then that's when your financial breakthrough comes. There's so many things in God's kingdom that just don't line up with what the world would teach you. It doesn't make sense. And like Sophia said this morning in prayer, it's about spiritual blindness. Like we can be blind to um, Jesus's heart is what we need to be have our eyes open to, not the world's truth, Jesus's truth, his, his true heart. Um, so Jesus's truth doesn't line up with the world's, but his truth is the truth that leads to freedom. John 8.32 says that, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Um, But also don't get this twisted with, like, religious truth, because that still isn't Jesus' truth. And this is something I've really been um, really feeling in my spirit and learning from God lately. Um, You know, the woman caught in adultery, they're they're saying, you know, we'll stone her. And Jesus was so not about shame. Even in her sin, he knelt down. He was with her. He was... It was not about shaming her. He made everybody leave, and then he brought the truth. But it was, a, it was an act of love. You know, the paralyzed, there was a paralyzed man in the Bible, and Jesus did an amazing, miraculous healing on him. He could walk again, and he said, pick up your mat. You're healed. 
picking up your mat, saying you're never going to ever need that again because you're healed. It's like a forever thing. And that's amazing. But the religious people said, oh, you know, they're not going, wow, this man's healed. You just healed somebody. They're looking at, oh, you shouldn't be picking up your mat on a Sunday. We can get so caught up in like the religiousness of it that we're blinded to see Jesus's heart in a situation. Um, even when we think about Jesus being crucified on the cross, he's hanging there and as he's being taunted, he's saying, forgive them because they don't know what he's, they're doing. He's still loving. His love is just, it doesn't make sense to a worldly mind or a religious mind. And that's why we just need his real revelation of his truth. And that's where it needs to come from. Um, I actually shared, recently I got, um, I got an opportunity to share um, some time with a little girl at school. And this little girl has come from a really, she's just witnessed and been through the most horrific things that you would never imagine. And she said her goal this year is to read a book, and I want to read one book, and she doesn't have anyone that can read with her. And the teacher said, do you want to come in and read a book? I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds awesome. And then she said, the book is Harry Potter. And I thought, okay. And I thought, okay. And I went home, and I thought, oh, witchcraft? Am I supposed to stand up now against it and say, no, we aren't, you know, we don't do this sort of thing, you know, um, I'll read with her, but not that book, find another book or something like that. But I tell you what, when I went to God with this, and this is the revelation that he gave me, he said, now's the moment that you can be religious or you can love how I'm telling you to love. And I felt like, okay. And even though I thought, oh, and to be honest, this was something I thought, what if the church found out? Then they would think, oh, what are you, you know? But I knew deep in my spirit that this was what Jesus was telling me to do. And you know what? We went, we read like maybe two pages of that. She thought, this is actually boring. And we've been reading millions of other books. And I tell you what, God has moved in that situation. It hasn't been words that I've been saying to her. It's just God's spirit moving through that situation. That little girl now goes to Bible and schools. Praise God. Now he, she gets one hour a week to hear God's word like his real word. They can just bring it, you know. There's no, no limitations on that. And this little girl, I, I just feel like, oh, I just love her. You can just have this relationship. And I could have crushed that because I was, you know, my brain wasn't fixed on what Jesus is telling me to do. It was thinking, what does, you know, religious telling me to do? So we've got to be really clear on that. It needs to come from God. So if we're breaking it down, the, I'm going to skip that. Okay. What is, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> so, I hope this still makes sense. Yes, God. Um, so when you break it down, the salt is our God flavor. And so even in our best attempts to do good things, if it was at, without God flavor, it actually holds no worth. The world doesn't need just good people. It actually needs Jesus. And it was never, ever about having a good flavor. It's about having that God flavor. See what I did there? <laughs> so, so how do we get the God, uh, the God flavor? How, how do we become salty? So I feel like it's one of, like, it's two things. Mo like, well, these two things God's asked me to share about. So one is that we need to know who we are in Christ. What's our identity? And two, we need to be spirit-led. So knowing our identity and who we are, so when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become a new creation. Amen. So now when God looks at you, he actually just sees Jesus. Yeah. Praise God. Um, the salt, so the salt being the God flavor means that Jesus is the salt, right? So when 
when he looks at us, he sees the salt. We are, the salt is inside of us because we've got his spirit inside of us. So Jesus also said that he is the light of the world. John 8, 38, 12 says, <laughs> Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So yes, Jesus is the light. So we have the light that leads to life. So when you received God's amazing gift of salvation, you became a new creation in Christ. You received his spirit and therefore his light and his salt are inside of you. That's just who you are. So praise God that the actual work is already done. He's just given it. Yes. Oh God, you're so good. So when we know who we are, we also need to be spirit-led. So being spirit-led um, is spending, you know, it's really important to spend time with him, and it's such a precious gift. I feel like so much of the time, um, you know, when you have, like, a friend who's, like, you know, oh, bring you down or whatever, and you get, oh, you kind of get a bit drained by that. He's not like that. Yet sometimes we treat him like he's like a friend like that, like, oh, how do I fit that in my life? You know when you've got someone who's super uplifting, you just want to be around them. So why are we treating time with him as kind of like a job, you know? Like, I don't know. Um, lost my place. But this was actually something amazing that I feel like God did when we went to Arise. I love the speakers, the whole thing. So amazing. What an absolute, like, privilege to be able to go. But what happened was... God did this amazing work. He put a hunger inside of me that makes me feel like I just want to seek him all the time. If it's not him, I can't even be bothered with it. Like, you know, it's just like you want to read his word. That's the only thing that you can read today that will actually satisfy you. You know, praising him is the only time that you're actually going to be, it's only, it's like only worth listening to. And, you know, like being with him is the most amazing thing. And I just really feel like it, it's such a gift. And, um, it really flipped things for me because I feel like before, beforehand, I've always made time for God, but it was sort of, you know, as a mom, it's hard to make time, you know, for God. But it's almost like when he sets a hunger and a fire inside of you, which I know is his desire for every single one of us, and we're going to be praying into that. But when he sets that, it's like, how do I find time to feed my kids? I'm so busy worshiping, you know, like, I'm just kidding. So you've got to feed your kids. But it's like it flips, you know? It's a whole, it's a whole different thing. So, um, but seriously, this time with him, this is when he's building us up. It's when he fills us up. He heals us, restores us, gives us revelations. We feel his spirit. Praising opens the heavens. Like it literally does open the heavens. Um, and that you can come face to face with our mighty king. His word makes sense all of a sudden when you're, when you you know, really want to read it. You seek him in it. You're asking for revelation from it. And you can just sit with him. So I'm going to pray that, and I have been praying, that we're just going to get like a whole nother um, level of hunger set inside us from him because I know that he wants that. And you see this time with him, it's not even for him. Well, he loves it. You know, he loves every second that he spends with us. But this time is actually for building us up. And he knows that we need it. He, um, when Jesus asked us, how, told us how to pray, he said, when you pray to the Father, say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And I really feel like this week God's showing me, I've always thought like bread, you know, like provide for us. But I really feel like he's saying to bring heaven to earth and to let his will be done. We need the bread of life. And Jesus is the bread of life. Like, you know, to make that impact. 
Um, so he wants to fill us up so much that with so much love that it actually is just an overflow onto everyone that you come across. He wants to cement a revelation of his grace into our spirit so that you are truly confident to know that you are forgiven. And then when it comes to forgiving someone else, it will just fall. It'll fall into place through him as opposed to really trying. Um, he wants to speak truth into you and so that you can notice and rebuke the lies of this world. And he wants to fill you with his peace so you can bring his peace to all situations, even when it makes no sense to be at peace. This is how people are going to see that he's the prince of peace. It'll just be, won't even make sense. And he wants to build you up to know that you are worthy, that you are protected, that you're under his wing, that you are so deeply loved by him, that you are favored, that you're anointed, and that you're more than a conqueror. So, so that we can be quick, because when these things are like implanted in us and we know for, that we know that we know these things, then we can bring these truths to everyone else in our world because it will just flow out of us. So a while ago, um, my amazing husband, the book, um, he met up with one of his cousins and um, he was having some time with him and his cousin has got um, serious health issues for a really long time. He's also suffered from... Um, he's under the chains of alcoholism. He's, a, he's an alcoholic and he's you know, had problems with drug addictions and everything. And um, he's having this time with him. And his cousin said to him, Cuz, I had this dream the other night, you know, and it was all of our ancestors who have like passed away. And they came to me in the dream and they said, You know what? You're in so much pain on this earth. This isn't meant for you. You know, take your life and then you'll be at peace. And Reuben said, Nah. Praise God that Reuben was there. Do you know what? Because Reuben brought God's truth that that is not God's plan for his life, you know? People can get it twisted. It's, it's, he's, he's sneaky. Reuben said, that's the enemy trying to trick you. And then he said, no, 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 I, I saw them. Like, I know, you know, we know our family, you know. It's, and he said, no, a wolf dressed in sheep's clothing. He said, it's a trick. God is the giver of life, and he would never, ever want you to take it away. And I tell you what, Reuben was used and he was obedient and he was used. He knew the word of God and, and it was God brought it out of him at that time that he needed it because he loves that. He loves his cousin. You know, Jesus has a plan for that man. And so he, he used Reuben to bring light into that darkness. He brought truth and he squashed the lies. And, um, and it was actually Jesus that moved in that situation to give Reuben the words, Reuben, like the right timing, prepared the heart, everything was, you know, and then it was a supernatural thing where Jesus, when Reuben spoke those words, Jesus moved into that man's spirit and that man knew, oh, how was I blinded? That's the truth. He knew it was the truth because it's, that's coming from Jesus. So when we're spirit-filled, that's when we can be spirit-led. Something supernatural will happen. And because this is his spirit, when you speak these truths or bring this light, they won't just see a good person saying a good thing. It's going to go so much deeper into them. This is actually how they're going to see Jesus. This is how they're going to know Jesus' true heart for them. And this is how they're going to actually come face to face and feel him and see him, you know. You see, it's actually not about just making their day a little bit better by buying them a coffee or something like that. But it's a supernatural moment where he'll touch their spirit through the act that he's asked you to do. Jesus. So he actually wants his light to shine on every single person because he loves everyone in this world so deeply. He said in John 1, 4, the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. 
His intention is for every person here on this earth. <laughs> so right now, we need His truth and, a, and His light more than ever. The world has had a pretty loud voice for a while, and sometimes we can even give it authority to speak into our lives. How many likes we get on our Facebook photo will decide whether you're beautiful. If we get invited to a party or out for a coffee, we'll define whether you're a good enough person to call a friend or have as a friend. Your confidence and worth will be defined by the car or the boat or the house that you have, my success level. Um, and the voice in your head can be such a bully. Mine says, Charlotte, you talk too much. You're way too hardcore. That's so intense. People aren't going to want to hang out with you. Tone it down. Like, you know. But I tell you that the world needs a voice louder than this. The world needs Jesus' voice because that is truth. And he has already spoken. That's already been done loud and clear. He says you are not defined by the amount of likes, but by the one who loves you. He says that you are not defined whether or not people want to spend time with you. He died. He gave his own life so that he could spend eternity with you. You are not defined by your wealth. Jesus became poor so that by his poverty... He could make you rich. And his voice will just override that one that's in your head telling you these lies. Do you know what? He tells me, you are created exactly as I want you. I want you hardcore. I want you hundy. I want you talking a lot. And I want you being intense. You know? Don't tone it down. That's how I made you and that's how I want you. The world needs his voice louder than ever. Praise God. Oh, God, you're good. Your voice is truth, Lord. His voice is the truth and his light is stronger than any darkness. And light always wins. I tell you, his light always wins because he already won. He's done it. John 16, 33 says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. God is good. God is good. Light always wins because he already won. Picture a room and it's pitch black and you spark up a lighter. The light's like literally like this big. But I tell you what, you'll notice the light spreading out and you'll almost notice that you can see it from all around the room. It spreads. God is so good. Um, so let your light shine. It's because light is so much more powerful. It doesn't need to be a giant flame. It's, a, it's his flame. It will spread. It's, it's, it's more powerful. It's already beaten in darkness. John 1.5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. No matter what, it's done. Praise God. The battle is already won and the truth is forever. And we've just got to pass on his light. I really feel like take our eyes off of ourselves and off of our works and all of the people around us and just fix our eyes on him. That is just, that's how we're just going to get all of it. It's so good. He's so good. It's all him. Um, he will give us the most abundant overflow so that we will be the saltiest and most lit people around. And I am believing for a real movement and an obvious shift to happen right now as he speaks into our spirits. And I just want to finish off in prayer. So Father God, I just lift up everyone in the house today. Lord Jesus, thank you that you've created us exactly how you've made us. And that when you look down, you see Jesus. Lord, I pray for a real deep revelation deep into our spirits. One that's cemented, that can never be broken. That we know who we are. We know who we are in Christ. That this that we are forgiven, that we are saved, and that we are yours, and that we're beloved, and we're, that we're just favored and anointed. Lord Jesus, I pray that you cement this deep into our spirits. I pray you also just set a fire inside us, a hunger for, for you, Jesus, for your word, that nothing will satisfy us like your word. Nothing will satisfy us like you, Jesus, spending time in your presence. So Lord Jesus, I just pray for a movement over the house today. We're your children, and we just love you so much, and we just pray that you'll just move in our lights. 
lives and just give us your light and your salt. And we thank you for those. And we just pray that we'll be able to just go out and shine us on everybody that we come across, Lord Jesus, as an overflow from you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Charlotte. Awesome, awesome word. Give her another round of applause. That was great. Awesome to hear God speaking through Charlotte. Now, I just want to invite up a really good friend of mine, Reese. He's going to bring the word for the second part. Give him a huge welcome. Thank you, church. Awesome word, Charlotte. Um, just in closing, um, I'm just, no. <laughs> no, but that was awesome. So, salty and lit. Um, when Ruth told me that I was going to be speaking on this um, series, I was, um, I was a little bit confused because I was just like, where do I start with this? <laughs> so I'm just going to um, go straight out there and um, start with the verse that the whole series is based on. Um, it's up there, Matthew 5, 13, 14, but I'm just going to um, shorten it a little bit. Um, so Matthew 5, 13 says, um, you are the salt of the earth. I think it's going to come up on the screen. And Matthew 5, 14 says, You are the light of the world. Yeah. Um, this is the shortened version, of course. I wanted to um, focus on these particular words that Jesus spoke over these people um, that he was teaching on the mount um, because I just feel like sometimes people misinterpret these words. Um, he didn't say that you will be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And he didn't ask us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. He told those people, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. He's telling us that as well. He's telling us today, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. I see a lot of salty people here today. <laughs> you don't need a qualification to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. You don't need to go to university to, to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Don't get me wrong, university's great, but you don't need a master's degree to, to have this um, anointing that Jesus has put on our lives. Now, I'm just going to do what the Lord, I'm just going to speak what the Lord has put on my heart. And, um, you know, I get the whole light thing. You know, light is stronger than darkness. It's the absence of darkness. You know, you look at the sun and it's so powerful. It's just pure light. And it's, the darkness flees whenever it comes out. You know, you look at the stars in the sky. You can see them from billions of miles away. They're so strong and they're just light, you know. They cut through the darkness. But why the salt? I mean, why didn't Jesus ask us to be the sugar of the earth? <laughs> I mean, sugar's nice, nice to eat, it's sweet, it's just real good. Um, I love sugar. You know, when I was younger, I hated salt on my food. If someone asked to put salt on my food, I'll just refuse it any day of the week. But sugar, that's a different story. Every morning, I would just pour that stuff over my cereal until I couldn't even see it anymore. <laughs> Sugar's a granule like salt, isn't it? So why didn't he ask us to be the sugar and not the salt? Because sugar is deceiving. Sugar causes many problems, um, health problems and stuff like that. 
So why salt? Well, I've got five points that you can uh, write down. Um, and I'll just, I looked up the meaning of salt in the Bible. And um, if you just write these five points down as I read through them, and I'll go through them individually. So salt is, um, salt is a necessity of life, and it was used as a mineral um, since ancient times in many cultures as, number one, a seasoning. It was used as a seasoning. Number two, it was used as a preservative. Number three, it was used as a disinfectant. And number four, it was used as a uh, component of ceremonial offerings. And number five, it was used as a unit of exchange. Now, Jesus tells us in Mark 16, chapter 16, verse 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. I'm going to expand on these five points now, and um, I'm going to sort of interlock these points into that um, verse as well. So essentially, Jesus is telling us to go into all the world, and number one, be the seasoning of the earth. Add some flavor to this dying world. Be happy. Show the love. You know, my name in Welsh... Um, means enthusiasm, and I know, <laughs> uh, and I want to add that flavor of enthusiasm to my world. What sort of flavor are you adding to your world? Jesus tells us to go into all the world and preserve the word of God. That's number two. Not only in your heart, but other people's hearts as well. Go to a life group. Stay connected. Like Wayne was saying before, like it's just awesome to go to a life group and sustain that word in your heart, you know, just preserving the word that um, God has given you on Sunday maybe, just going through it. And um, I was reading a book from um, Pastor Craig Rochelle who spoke at Arise Conference. Um, it's called Hope in the Dark, I think it was called. And um, the, one of the main points was, if the Lord speaks to you, write it down. Preserve that word. Listen to the Lord and what he's saying and write it down. Number three, Jesus is telling us to go into all the world and disinfect. <laughs> this, was a, um, this was a pretty straight up one. Disinfect the hatred and lies of the world. With the light and love of Jesus. Speak the truth with grace and love behind it. It's so important. Psalms 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 to 2 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners, uh, in the way of the sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, though we are in. Oh, and then that's the verse. Though we are in the world, we are not of it. So though we live in this world, we do not conform to the ways of this world. We are different. We are weird. It's true. (laughs) Um, 
Number four, Jesus is telling us to go into all the world and tell them of the ultimate offering that was made for them on the cross without Bible bashing. Show the world the difference that um, the Lord has made in your life. Um, That is my ultimate goal to when I'm talking to anyone. I just want to, sometimes it's harder than others, but I just want to bring, I guess, bring the story that God has made out of my life and um, just really encourage others and just tell them of the love that Jesus has for them and all that sort of stuff. Um, Number five, Jesus is telling us to go into all the world and exchange your words and actions of love and kindness with the world. No matter how someone speaks to you or how they may treat you, always retaliate with love and kindness. Speak words of positivity and encouragement that bring life. I've put this verse in here just because I love how awesome it is. Um, It's pretty straight up, so don't take it literally. Um, It's Proverbs 25, 22. Some people might know it. It's, in doing this, you will heap burning coal on his head, and the Lord will reward you. (laughs) Now, that's pretty pretty intense, but um, I like it because it actually means, like, if... It's talking about like enemies and stuff. If, if your enemy's hungry, let them eat and stuff like that um, in the previous verse. But if someone's being nasty to you, if the world's being horrible to you, if you just react with a godly reaction and you love on those people and you just say, hey, I love you and it's okay, they have they have nothing to point the finger at you about and you'll actually change those people as well in their hearts and um, you'll see a big difference and you'll sow that seed into that person's heart as well. So, yeah, those are the five five points and um, this, is, um, this is a bit of a short one, so Harmony and Reuben, <laughs> if you want to go up. When I practice this, this is way longer. <laughs> For some reason, I'm just flying through it this morning. So um, in closing, I just wanted to share with you guys, um, I looked up um, where in the world you can find salt, and it's very interesting. Um, if you can, f- oh, you can find it not only in the seas and the ocean of the world, but also in 93 countries in the world. It's not only found in water, but it's found in the toughest terrain surrounded by hard rocks. Salt is not restricted to where it can go. Neither should we be restricted to where we go and preach the gospel. Let's go out into all the world and be the salt, because we are the salt. And that's it. Thanks for your time, church.